so much for tuning in to NL News. I hope you're having a lovely Wednesday here so far. Now, we've got a local author here on the phone. Paul Blackwell in Lahash is putting out this new book called The Mad Trapper of Greeny Lake. And he joins me on the line now. Paul, how are you doing here today? Uh, wonderful. Well, uh, yeah, thanks so much for, for taking the time. I appreciate you uh, making yourself available here. So let me just start with what this book is all about, The Mad Trapper of Greeny Lake. Can you give me a, a little bit of a synopsis of what this whole book is going to entail? Yes, certainly. Um, I've been trapping in the Caribou for 40 years, and I started off uh, in the Big Bar area out of Clinton, and uh, met many of the old timers and started off with the old traps and and uh, the book chronicles not only my adventures with bears and cougars and and the other fur bearers that i encountered but also it chronicles the evolution of the trap from the early days of the leg hole trap to the modern certified killing traps that we use today. I started off writing it as something for my grandchildren and nephews and nieces so they would understand what I did and why I did it for so long. I showed it to an editor of a local paper up here and he said, you really should publish this because it explains a lot more about the modern trap line and the way your industry has evolved over the years than most people understand. Um, for example, Fisher have been red listed this year as a species uh, at risk. And most people don't even know what a Fisher is. No, I don't. So I explain that, and I explain that the reason that Fisher are red listed is not because they've been over-trapped, in fact, quite the opposite. Trappers have not been going out of the way not to trap them. But logging, modern logging practices, which fragment the forest and which are now even worse than ever, um, have caused a decline in fisher populations in the Caribou Central Interior area. And the book chronicles my crusade for habitat for all these years. I recognized 40 years ago how important some sections of our habitat were. And the city folks, they look at global news, they see these big confrontations in, in, on the coast. They have no idea what's going on up here and how the habitat is affected and how it affects not just old growth timber, but all of the little animals, the, the hair cycles the weasel cycles. So that is where the book goes. And to make it interesting, of course, there's these stories about run-ins with skunks and uh, some of the terrifying bear encounters over the years. Yeah, I mean, 40 years of of trapping experience in the Thompson, you must have some pretty wild stories. Um, Is there any, like, sneak peek you could give me? Is there any sort of... I don't want you to give the book away because we want people to actually go out there and read it, but what are some of the the highlights, I guess, within there of some of the more crazy encounters that you personally had to deal with? When I was in Wills Gray, which was my summer job um, under contract for the government, I had to deal with black bears on a very regular basis. And we used pepper spray. And on a couple of, well, on more than one occasion, I got charged by black bears. 
Um, but I also I had to deal with uh, the first known fatality in Wells Gray, which was actually a Labrador dog, not a person. Um, and I talk about that and how it happened and what my response was. Um, and then I, while I was in Clinton, the, the grouse hunter was killed by a black bear. So I talk about what happened there and the mistakes that guy made. I talk about a few uh, very interesting cougar encounters that I had to deal with. And then there's a, a very big section on the lynx transplant where um, I was hired to coordinate the reintroduction of lynx into Colorado, where they had been wiped out by the, uh, the sheep herders <clears throat> back in the 20s and 30s. We, we ended up shipping down 90-odd lynx over the years, and we had to live trap them. And um, it was a real learning experience. My partner ended up with a few stitches from the, the first lynx we tried to get from, from the trap into the, the holding box. And it, it talks about the personalities of the lynx and, and some of them. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in there that, about lynx that people don't realize. So um, that part of it is very interesting. Then we, we talk about, I talk about habitat and how we trap and where we trap and how we manage our trap lines in a responsible manner. Um, because the whole of British Columbia, except for the large urban areas, is covered by registered trap lines. Mm -hmm. About a third, a little over a third of them are owned by First Nations. And uh, I was hired by Indian and Northern Affairs when the new traps came out to go all over the province and, and teach uh, First Nations people how to, how to trap with the new, more humane traps, the certified traps which is quite remarkable for somebody that came from England just to see Expo 67 and never went back. <laughs> but so, so all of that is, is uh, chronicled throughout the book. It's not a big book. And I'm really hoping that some of the city folks and some of the city politicians will read it. And I, I think I made the, the skunk stories interesting enough and the bear stories interesting enough to attract their attention. You know, a couple of good hours, and uh, they will know what we're all about. Well, it sounds like it probably has quite a few interesting stories within it. Now, I want to ask, you mentioned that uh, when you were working with the Lynx, you had a partner there who had to go and get a few stitches as a result of, of that first attempt to relocate a Lynx. Have you yourself had any, you know, particular injuries of, of note throughout your 40 years of trapping? There must have been some time where you maybe did something you shouldn't have and, and maybe resulted in a trip to the hospital or at least some first aid care? Is there any injuries that you've ever had to experience as a result of trapping that, that you can share? No. Well, <laughs> yes and no. I've, I've been pretty lucky. I've, <laughs> I guess I'm a first fast learner. And um, so, uh, you know, sure, there's been the sprain injury, sprained ankles and, and falls on the ice. And um, the most uh, embarrassing and perhaps difficult uh, memory of recent was the night I had to walk 10 kilometers at uh, about minus 15 in chest waders because I, I backed up a little too far to retrieve a beaver and got the truck stuck <laughs> so bad there was no way I could get it out. But uh, I've managed to survive um, without any serious injuries um, through that. And um, 
And I talk a little bit about that, about, uh, you know, safety, and uh, especially with snowmobiles and, and um, the near misses I've had on, uh, with overflow on frozen lakes and ice breaking and stuff like that. So in that sense, I've been very lucky. Yeah. And Well, it sounds like you're a real backcountry expert. I mean, if people are picking up this book, are they going to learn a thing or two, maybe even about survival if they find themselves out in a bush, how to trap, or is that something that you're going to tell your own story and they can figure out how to do it themselves? There's a, there's a little bit of that. But I was recently hired by um, the producers of the TV show Alone as a consultant to go out and teach the... Uh, the cast of this year's uh, series, which is coming up to its third episode, mm-hmm. and the Chilcotin. And um, so I spent three days, three days out there. And even though I was required to teach them to snare and trap, I taught them a fair bit about survival and uh, the plants they could eat and, and that kind of thing. Have you been that watching was, the show? Yes, of course. Yeah. yeah. And there, was, there, there are three women and, and seven guys, and uh, I emphasized to them that uh, the local indigenous people didn't build log cabins or teepees or, or have teepees or anything like that. They, they dug pit houses, and, and that's what the carrier Shushwap people mostly lived in. And one girl took, took my advice and... Uh, and in the second episode, started building a, a really nice pit house. So we're going to see how that goes. And they did; they have found some of the, the plants and berries that I suggested that uh, would, would get them through. But again, the, the women were really keen on, on seeing those plants. Is it safe guys, to say women follow instructions better than men? Is that what I'm getting out of this? <laughs> well, when it comes to survival, I think so, yeah. <laughs> Bows and arrows don't do you a whole lot of good if if the game isn't there, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, so you you get a sense of more where I'm at and what I've been doing for 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 all these years. I did make it the president of the Trappers Association and uh, and sat on the executive and headed the Trapper Education Program for a whole number for a number of years. So. Well, I'm, I'm sure there's lots of uh, interesting stuff to read in this book. So what is it coming out? How do people get their hands on it if they're interested? Well, that they, they can email me. Um, it, it is due for delivery any day now from the Premier Printers in, in Manitoba. And um, they can, uh, at the moment, I've got two or three local bookstores that want to carry it in the 100-mile area. But... It's also going to be available from me online at uh, pblackwell63 at hotmail.com. All right. pblackwell63 at hotmail.com if anyone's interested in getting a copy of The Mad Trapper of Greeny Lake. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Paul, I really thank you for your time. Uh, this is, um, you know, a, a good endeavor. I'm happy to see that it's made its way through uh, just an idea phase for your kids all the way out to being published. So you came a long way, obviously. Uh, I'm sure you didn't think it was going to get this far, but it did. And I'm happy to have you on to help explain what it's all about and share a little bit of stories that you have as well. So thank you so much for this. I appreciate your time and best of luck with the book sales. Thank you very much indeed. Awesome stuff. Longtime trapper in the Thompson area, Paul Blackwell. 
the author of The Mad Trapper of Greeny Lake. Check it out. You can email him, pblackwell63 at hotmail.com if you want to order a copy of the book through him, or he mentioned a couple of bookstores, or looking to sell it in the 100-mile area. And uh, we'll see. Maybe if there's enough interest, too, we'll see the sales expand beyond that as well. All right, so uh, I think I'm going to have to pick up my uh, my own copy of this. He said it would take only a couple of hours to read. For me, I'm a slow reader, so I'm probably going to double that and say it'll take me four hours to read, but yeah, that'd be interesting to learn about some local trapping stories and what he had to deal with in Wells Gray Park and the relocation of links to Colorado. I mean, there's some interesting stories that he didn't have a chance to get into real details on, but I guess the book is going to do that, so we'll all have to pick up our, our copy of The Mad Trapper of Greeny Lake to figure out all the life experience that Paul Blackwell has now uh, at this time here in 2021. Looking forward to reading that book.